0: Hermitage of North Texas's liberal conservative studies high atop a double rainbow. Tonight's special edition election coverage 2016. We'll be joining Kel and Agadorable and a few and Jeff and a few others here as soon as we can get in and hear what's going on. So I'm dialing now and we are getting in. Welcome
1: to Blog Talk
2: Radio. And, uh,
1: Here
0: we are, we're there. So, now we gotta wait for them to bring us up. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing very
1: good.
0: Doing very well. I'm uh, I'm confused real quick with all these election results I'm seeing where it it shows Hillary and and Trump neck and neck, and then they get declared a winner. You know, like Texas, the last thing I saw was it was 48 to 48 uh, down here in Texas, and I thought, well, that just smacks a fraud, and now – they're declaring Trump wins it. So something must have changed in the last two minutes. Yeah. It, it went from yeah it went from to, to reality. reality. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing is, as these news shows are out there and they're showing these quote unquote projections because they're favorable to Hillary. And then they're doing it to retard the vote or to depress us and, uh, but I think this is going to be their Dewey moment. Yeah, Dewey wins. Am I too old for that reference? <laughs> for everybody else. <laughs> That's it.
2: <laughs>
0: this mic's fine. <laughs> hello, hello.
3: Mike, you with
0: it. You got me. There you go. Mike Mike, Mike, it's time for your close up, man. (laughs) Uh oh. Oh, okay. Well, he is down under Okay. Live live radio. <laughs> <Too many people. laughs> but you know
2: what? We also have Vlad Tepes, Um okay. Vlad blog at blogspot dot com on the line joining us. So let's say hello to Vlad all the way from Canada. Vlad, how are you tonight?
3: Great, thank you very much. Not a blogspot, though, it's just uh And um, yeah. I definitely yeah, I, I think that uh there's well there's a great deal to say. There is a Guardian site which is giving a live of results as they come, which is quite good. Unfortunately, the site is very biased against Trump, so sort there's of propaganda, all is fair. You, how, I don't remember how many electoral votes California has, but you should add that number to Clinton's right now, and it'll give you a good idea. I mean, Trump has it so far ahead that he, that is going to count in California, because that's, that's going to go to Hillary. We already know that. Uh, so we might as well factor that map in terms of electoral college votes right now,
0: California has 55, Mike. Oh,
3: yes. 55. 55? Okay, so so I would just add that right now to what Clinton has and then look at where Trump is. I, I think he may still have a chance, but he has to have that many
2: seats more
3: than she
2: does. And we also have Gotti Edelman of America Axar uh, joining us on the line as well. Hey, Gotti. how are you tonight down there in the United States? Hey, Cal. State. You hear me.
4: Hello, everybody.
2: Oh, my Goddy.
1: This is
5: like
2: the most people we've had on one show ever. I'm telling you. I'm telling yes. you. But how yes, are you feeling down job. there in the United States? Or are you on am Peter like Hooks as well? Am I Am I, Am I? I like the only one on the show that's actually in the United States? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're in fine... You have a prostate, you have a your oh, okay. company. Um, well,
4: he's in the other room tearing our beautiful red hair out and watching the <laughs> results come <laughs> in. I'm sitting in the office
6: watching the results come
4: in. And I saw this with Folger on the last show over on No Way show. He was seeing things, I'm seeing the opposite, and it really depends on which site you go to and who you want to believe. And, and to answer Vlad's question, I think it was Vlad that posed it about, or maybe it wasn't Vlad, but someone had said that, you know, the last he saw, Texas was too close to call, and all of a sudden they called it for Trump. That is because yeah. a lot of these precincts, as they get the results, some of these precincts are so large and so much in number that it, it literally at that point would be impossible for the other candidate to win with what's left. So they know they can call it, and that's basically how they play this game. Um, they're real careful not to have another uh, Dewey Wins situation for those that are old enough to remember <laughs> that. So, true, yeah, too. what you'll see is you'll <laughs> see where they'll show on TV or on a website where they're neck and neck or a couple percentage point boom. All of a sudden they call it. That's because another precinct reported, and it's a very large precinct. So that's
2: what you'll see throughout the night with that. Absolutely, and I. I think that we might have uh, Mike Holt uh, back with us, and uh, Mike, uh, are, are are you there? Can we hear you now? No okay, worries,
0: Mike. I know that Mike I don't is know. there. I think
2: <laughs> I heard a kangaroo. Wait a minute. All
0: right, tie me kangaroo down, sport. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 but we also have, by any chance, wouldn't be you, sleep? would it? Man, Leslie I Am Stoffle of Real Clear Israel from Canada oh, is joining day. the panel this evening. How are we you, Leslie? You. And what do you think so far? Oh, well <laughs> Hey Gotti.
7: <laughs> 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 it's so good to hear everyone. Uh, well <laughs> it's it's a real nail biter. I'm I've uh, I was I was on Twitter and um I'm watching Bill Mitchell. I think he's got his name. He does the and he was really positive for for Trump Um, I'm watching I'm going right now I'm going between Fox and and, uh, CNN and uh, I'm really not pleased with CNN but um, just so close it's it's such a nail-biter and you know it's it's, for me it's uh, it's very scary because I see this is how I see it I'm just doom and gloom if Hillary Clinton gets in our of life as we know it <laughs> you know so this, is I've never been so interested in a in an election
2: in my life I have to agree and uh, this is a question I want to I share around the panel and uh, in the in the the reason why it was so important for us to uh, conduct this radio program is because exactly what Leslie and everybody else is related in that this is Probably the most important election in uh, recent history. And we are, of course, uh, supporting Donald Trump. If we do not end up with Donald Trump, like Leslie said, we're going to end up with uh, four more years, at the very least, of Obama policy.
8: To you first. <coughs> okay, well yeah, I'm I'm coordinating here trying to try <coughs> this, but Well, yeah, well it quickly um you know I actually had to talk with Rob about this uh, very quickly uh, this afternoon and yeah, we're gonna just basically try and uh, do what we can to educate people about what about what a leader should do. Um, uh, you know, we will figure that the founders set it up, and it's going to be time for the next one, and uh, we're going to be preparing for that uh, by kind of giving people a little bit of education and things of that nature. Uh, so, um, you know, um, and, um, you know, that, that's basically my, uh, my view of it. Um, now, Mike is, is, is asking me to add, add him in on, uh, on uh, oh, okay, i on Skype, but Cal, it looks like you're, you're saying you're going to add him in?
2: Yep, I can do that right now. That is um, the thing. Is that yeah, it, it is so very important. And I want to ask Ross you the same thing. If Hillary Clinton uh, takes the nod to uh, represent as president of the United States, what will it look like for America?
0: Well, <laughs> be oh. well uh, unfortunately, I've been scheduled to work tomorrow, and I work with a bunch of aggressive weenies. So it'll be insufferable for me uh, to go to work but but, if Trump wins, I plan on asking what day it is. it's trump day it, uh but yeah but the uh I don't know you know if if we elect Clinton i I guess we we will finally have an answer, cal, to the question, does crime pay because uh it, if she wins, I guess it does um yeah the the now, this is interesting. I was looking at the peso, and the peso is in flux right now. They're hoping Hillary wins, and the peso will drop down to 18 uh, pesos per dollar. But the projection is if Trump wins, it's going to shoot up to 25 or 28 pesos a dollar. And so Mexico is really worried right now about a Trump victory. And when you think about these kind of things, that other countries are going to be affected by this uh, – election on who wins it it puts it into a bigger perspective of how important it is of what we are doing as america and and if hillary wins all of these countries that are worried about trump becoming president you know the utes of the world are afraid of trump for some reason i I don't know if i would be more afraid of trump as president or a world without an america that can help you because if hillary gets elected our ability to help the world is going to be, be done We will be finished as a world power, and we'll become a banana republic, as Ag likes to say, a third world country. Uh, You know, the rule of law will be gone, and our ability to help uh, keep the world safe is gone.
2: Mike Holt, all the way from Australia, joining us on the line right now. Mike Holt is Islam for Infidels and Restore Australia. Mike, welcome to the program. We're so glad you could be with us tonight. What do you think? We're asking a round-robin question, but I want your initial take on what you're thinking about the American elections at this point. Uh, first of all, thank God
6: I'm here. i been trying to get on. Hi, everyone. How are you? Hi, uh, hey Mike. Wow, this is going to be a real. So, at the moment, they're saying that uh, Trump has 139 in the lower house, um, and Clinton's only got 97. So, I know he's got 100 in the lower house, and uh, in the Senate, only 43. Clinton's ahead in the. um, No, she's behind in the Senate, too. So, that's interesting. Um, It's way too early to call, but. I'll be sitting here on table hooks and uh, hoping that Trump wins because, I tell you what, if Clinton gets in, the whole world is in trouble. Hey, wait a minute, Mike. Now, hold on, hold on now. Uh,
8: it's it's after 12 p.m. Yeah. on the night where you are. You should be telling us or what?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's already over where he is. <laughs> 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 it's real time. <laughs>
8: I had to make the joke,
2: brother.
4: I had to make the joke. Good to have you here, though. Thank you. Yeah. Cal, <laughs> I want to jump in on that question if I could. Kel.
2: Oh yeah, please go right ahead. Go right ahead, Donnie. <laughs>
4: um, and and you know, it, this is really going to show us the difference between liberals and, and conservatives, and I'm not even going to put them into Republican Democrat parties. Just liberals and conservatives. If Hillary wins, to answer your question, half this country is going to be PO'd and we're going to be ticked off and we're going to do like, and I don't know who it was that made this statement, try and show the rest of the country uh, what she really is like. And you'll see a lot of lawsuits and you'll see a lot of congressional hearings and you may even see an impeachment or an indictment. Uh, We can only pray. But here's the difference. If Trump wins, you're going to see anarchy. And that's your difference between the liberals and the conservatives. Because I don't think, as angry as we conservatives are, even though we own 99% of the weapons and ammo out there, believe me, if we were the problem, (laughs) they'd know it by now. Um, I don't think we're going to see mass anarchy if Hillary wins like you will see if Trump wins. And Obama may end up having to declare martial law, not because he wants to remain in power, but because all the hell's gonna break loose in this country if Trump wins due to the liberal attitude versus the conservative
0: one. Especially yeah. since they stole it fair and square. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, Prof, he wasn't. No, uh Prof, down there in Texas. Do you, do
8: you
5: want to continue with that
0: thought? uh, uh which one? Um the the uh, winning at fair and square <laughs> stealing at fair and square yeah, yeah well uh yeah. i'm sorry i was messing with uh the periscope there and forgot what i'd said yeah I just, you know look i i was on twitter and i just started retweeting every voter fraud thing that came across my my threads and uh and it's just incredible we have stories of voting machines going down power outages uh you know, uh, the yeah. pictures of FBI and, and sheriff departments hauling out boxes of ballots from places like DNC headquarters. And, you know, and you've got those videos by what's his name? Um, oh, I forget his name. The the kid that goes out and takes all the videos and destroys the left with them. That's well, it. Veritas. Yes. And uh, and I'm thinking, Veritas, thank you. yeah, this we're like in a third world country, you know, and I got the strangest look at when I went and voted tonight and I got my sticker on, uh, I asked for a paper ballot and they looked at me like I had suddenly sprouted a third eye. (laughs) And, uh, so yeah, uh, everybody else was on the electronic machines and I was over there by myself with my fat, dumb, happy paper ballot, you know, marking away, having a good time. I know the machine isn't going to change it, but, uh, yeah, you've got these videos on Twitter of votes, and you're watching it. They're videotaping it, and they're, and they're not being allowed to select Trump, or it's, they push Trump, and it pops back to Hillary. And, uh, uh, so they have invested a lot of money on this, in, uh, on this election to steal it. Uh, videos of Project Veritas, they're following around vans that are picking up you know, derelicts on the side of the street and then bussing them into precincts that you know they don't belong to. And, you know, because you have to vote in your precinct, and that's the only one you can vote in. So they've got prearranged fraud with the election. Rolls. I got a picture. I think it's in Nevada. At the poll workers, the people that are there for you to go and check in with and get your ballot, they're wearing defeat Trump shirts. Now, that's illegal. You cannot, cannot wear any kind of election that's area. illegal yeah. as
1: hell.
0: Yeah. And so— Man. You know, if that's going on at that polling place, you, you you can bet your ass your your vote has not got any integrity. <laughs> uh, so. I want to a question, yeah.
8: question but that's throughout the country. Yeah. Mike, uh, Mike Holt, I want to ask you a question. Um, does anything like this go on? You know, you guys had a general election, um, you know, recently, more or less, in Australia there. Does anything like this go on, uh, you know, where, where you are? Um, i just kidding. We do have some voter of fraud, but not from
0: what uh, from what you're saying there. Nothing like what you're experiencing in America at the moment. That's a, that's outrageous. It's a banana republic. And uh,
6: yeah, <laughs> we have a- actually got quite a uh, reasonably good democracy over here for the time being. Anyway, cherish it while you can. Amen to that. <laughs>
7: well, <laughs> one of the problems. One of the problems I think that the US certain states. I, I'm not sure how widespread this is, but they can't ask for ID, photo ID when people go to vote. Is that true?
9: Yes.
0: Well they can't in Texas. Yeah, and that's <laughs> you're,
7: you're starting to lose the vote right there. You're starting to lose the integrity of your vote right there. And
4: that's a huge, exactly. huge problem. Yeah. And and the problem is, is in the states where they overturned it or created a law where you had to show an identification, the, the appellate courts and the U.S. Uh, courts, all overturned it. And and I've been following one specific one was North Carolina, where they made it a law that you had to show ID. And they got so much pushback from the likes of the ACLU and other groups, the NAACP, of course, somehow it's racist to show ID, that they went so far as to provide the ID for free. If you said you didn't have a way to get transported to where you needed to get the identification, they would pick you up and hate you. There was no reason these people could claim that I'm a minority, I couldn't get an ID, so therefore I can't vote, and it's discrimination, and it's still that overturned. So you, you have these cases, and, and there was a case one of my friends is the co-founder of Voter Integrity Project, and today he told me of a case in Raleigh, North Carolina, where a man went up to the table with two women and well, all they have to do is ask you your name and address. You do not have to show identification. And they gave their names and their address, and when they asked the man what his name and address was, he said, same as them. And the, the poll worker said, no, by law, you have to give me your name and address. And he said, well, I live with them. It's the same. He couldn't remember it. So then the women told him what name to say and what address to say, and sure. the
7: poll worker <laughs> gave him the ballot. See, right there, that, that, that's completely... A yeah. joke. It's 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 so bad. This is how you get to a place where there's so much voter fraud. Because Kel, I know in in BC. I, I think all across Canada, you have to show voter ID. I always we do here.
2: Do you do you? Is that across Canada or am I wrong? That's a
8: great question.
2: No, it's 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 not across Canada. Um, in Ontario, and Vlad can attest to this, is that you don't need to show a photo ID. You don't even need to show um, um, a driver's license without ID or a health card without a photo ID, I should say, on either piece of identification. You can show up at any uh, voting booth with a utility bill, for example, and register yourself to vote. If you're not registered on the roster to vote, you can just show up at any um, voting booth, at any voting station, I should say, and. Uh, uh, register yourself to vote that way. Glad I, I'm sure you can attest to that. Well, actually, I think the way it works is
3: you, you just have to find somebody hanging around there that can vote for you. So, you know, I've actually voted myself that way. It was legit, but one would assume that if you were trying to set up something uh, evil, it would be easy to do. You just have to have someone vote for you. Um, look, I'd like to just really briefly speak to two points that have been raised already. Um, one is that. Uh, I'd like to speak to a very specifically Canadian uh, issue about what happens after this election and what difference it makes to Canadians and why. And I'd like people to consider this. Um, for the last eight years, and presumably for the next eight years, and now we know why, because of Saudi, massive Saudi illegal contributions for influence purchases to the uh, Obama administration, with Clinton, of course, a key part of it. We know why the, the pipeline deal with Canada has not been accepted. And there's been no rational explanation except for a few paid professional and a a couple of dozen uh, volunteer useful idiots protesting the Canadian pipeline on environmental reasons, which simply don't stand up to the bigger picture of shipping liquid halfway across the world from Saudi Arabia. (laughs) So that's just the environmental answer to nonsense. This is about the fact that the Saudis are buying influence with the U.S. government, and so Canada's oil and gas industry is in the toilet, and it is because of the legal and nefarious uh, and corrupt dealings by the Obama administration in Clinton. You're here, So, And so yes, I think have. the Canadians should take a minute. And you know what? Maybe buy Angela LeMay's book on ethical oil. But the fact is that this, this election should mean something in the very practical terms, never mind all of it, the noble and factual, uh, uh, ex, uh, civilizational level issues which are at stake here. And I agree. I agree fully that that's at stake. I think civilization's at stake. But if you want to look at the bread and bones and the stake in the oil issues, just think no further than the mysterious reasons why Obama consistently turned down a pipeline that would have meant incredible environmental savings because you only have to ship oil from Canada to the United States by pipeline instead of across the ocean by boat and it would have made so it would have kept all that money in our sphere and our oil is epically don't do it under Sharia law. So that's that's the first point that I really, really wanted to make. And somebody else was talking about what would happen in the event of a Clinton win. I would like to say that it's become clear to me over the last few weeks through the WikiLeaks, and this is just a tiny fraction that I'm aware of, that Clinton has been running think tanks for countless years of some of the most evil and intelligent people uh, to try to come up with every conceivable way for her to get power. There is in the event of a Trump win, we should be prepared for unprecedented things to take place. I don't yes. think she's going to be ready to what? She wasn't ready to give up power, really, because the people didn't want her. So she won't be ready to give up power just because the people don't vote for her, even though she's obviously, clearly rigged the election. To the let's I mean, hypothetically, let's say the average U.S. Uh, election runs 52% for the victor and 48 against. So she's clearly rigged the election for the two percent. Figuring that it's going to be an easy win that way. Oh, only do to, you. Well, know, <laughs> you know, probably run I would say, for more than that. But, but I'm saying, you know, that's how, at the very minimum. So I'm saying that in the event of a Trump win, she's simply not going to let go of that. She's going to do whatever crazy, nasty thing anybody can think of. She has a think tank that's come up with it and has a plan on the table. That's if you believe 50% okay. of the WikiLeaks stuff. And I think all the WikiLeaks stuff is true because people have been fired, people have quit, and losses have been lost. No one's denying the rescue. So that's all I've got to say about that. Well, you know, uh, I mean... You know,
2: uh, oh, thank you so much for that, Vlad. And, and, and Dave, uh, just to so let you and everybody else know, that we also have No Way 90 that I managed mm-hmm. to pipe in through uh, uh, my uh, direct Skype. But, but, Dave, right. you were going to respond to what Vlad had to say. Before we bring Noe in. and uh, Dave, go right ahead. Okay, I'm just going to be real quick here because, you know,
8: uh, we, there there's way a lot of us. Um, <laughs> I just want to say that, you know, this, this reminds me, uh, you know, Vlad, your analysis, and Gotti's as well, reminds me a lot of what has happened with the Brexit vote. Um, you know, uh, the people of the U.K. voted to uh, leave the European Union, and what has happened, the, uh, the Remainers, have uh, have tried to throw every roadblock in the way of that, that they possibly can. Now they're wanting Parliament to vote on it and uh, and things of that nature. They may not be able to stop the Brexit, but they're going to slow it down and make it as painful for everyone as possible. <laughs> Excuse me. And I can yes, I, I absolutely agree. If Hillary Clinton loses this one, uh, you are going to see a, a politician use the absolute worst grace possible. Um, for a losing politician, uh, she is she is going to act like a uh, like a privileged five-year-old child that has been denied the cupcake, and it is going to get nasty. And with that, Kelly, <laughs> yeah, let's bring in let's bring in my brother from another mother, Dave. No way, ninety.
2: How are you, Dave? Welcome to the program. You've been listening in, and uh, what's your thoughts about the general election? Well, in general and what you've been hearing being discussed, uh, in particular what uh, Vlad Tepi had to say and uh, Dave's response to that. Go ahead, Noe, and uh, great to hear your voice. Well, hopefully so
9: you guys can all hear me. Uh, well, I was – it's been a wonderful evening with everybody. What I've been hearing so far, uh, what Gotti was saying, um, he doesn't see that and, – and I agree – the conservative movement of America – not the violent ones, we are not the aggressive ones, um, what, I'm hope, what I'm hoping is, like I was just saying on my show here a couple hours ago, um, the way it's been set up, with there's so much hatred and anger on the left.
0: And Doing much better, thanks, no really one's in the hospital tonight, the <laughs>
9: they do really feel, we are their way of life. They think their way of life is what they know, and they think that's freedom. Being paid for by everyone else. Well, they are so scared right now that all of that is going to be taken from them when Trump wins. That they, um, I fear, they will become violent. At that point,
0: I don't. want Heart's to messed America up from cancer uh, chemo. So it's just going to happen until she gets a transplant.
2: a lot of fine people in the uh, studio, in the chat room, and on my Skype. I have a question though, and my question, and Dave, I'm going to let you uh, lead with a response to this question. And that would be, if uh, Trump is elected, if he is the president presumptive, will the Republican Party work with him because he seems to be an outsider and that uh, he's not very well-liked, as far as I understand, by the Republican Party. They see him as a lone wolf, an outsider, uh, a, a matter of fact, as a usurper. If Donald Trump is the presumptive, will the Republican Party work with him? Dave, to you first, and then we're going to go down the panel with that one. Cool. Uh, wow, that's one I
8: honestly think, uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, which, which Dave, hon? <laughs> Here, no way.
0: Better be called Agador. Oh there's two dates
2: here. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Dave Milner, you first. And then Dave, okay. no way, 90 after Dave Milner, no way, next. And then we'll take it down the panel. Go ahead, Dave Milner. All right. Okay. Uh, I don't think they're <laughs> going to have a choice.
8: I don't, I honestly don't think they're going to have a choice, um, the, you know, because uh, there are a lot of people who are, who are looking at forming a new party well. um, after this election is over. Because they're just disgusted.
0: Louisiana went with 66% to Trump. 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 Who knew? I thought that was the mostly Democratic
8: Democrats. Party. Um, there are people who are talking about forming a conservative party. And there are a lot of people who get a lot of money in the top tier of the Republican Party who don't want to lose that. I think that they'll they'll, uh, they'll, they'll bite their thumb and, uh, and put their big boy pants on and work with Trump because it, it'll, it'll either be that – or lose out on money and power. Uh, I just think that's the way it's going to have to be. And there we go, tossing it back. Hmm.
2: Thanks, Dave. And uh, no way. Uh, please, uh, um, I'll put your two cents worth into my query. Um, honestly, I
9: don't see that because of what happened here in Maine, a lot of the progressive the progressives that call themselves Republicans. They are right in there with the Democrats, and they're they're trying to play the middle, so to say, so the people still vote for them, and they fight LePage all the way. Okay. And I think I'm afraid that when it gets to Trump
6: having to work with the Republicans, he's not only going to be up against the Democrats,
9: but a big part of the Republicans. I've watched it play out here for six years in Maine, and that's a big fear that I have right now. So down to the panel. Thank you,
2: Count. Absolutely, Noe, and thank you very much for that. And, uh, Prof, uh, your thoughts about uh, the uh, cooperation of the uh, Republican Party in working in conjunction with Donald Trump, if he's the uh, presumptive, so much of his writing on this, Everything from his Supreme Court appointees,
0: for example, Prof., what do you think? Well, I have a different opinion than I had yesterday, actually. Um, I would have thought there'd be a great resistance that they were going to show Trump who's boss and they were going to, you know, belittle him. But Ryan has now come out and said that he's going to support Trump. And um, there's been several people that have come out now, now that it's a little too late, but these progressives in the Republican Party, um, are coming out and saying they'll support Trump, and so I think if he wins, that he'll probably have his hundred-day honeymoon like most presidents get with both parties, and then all bets are off after that. Uh, if he if he shows leadership, and we the people support him, then the Republicans would go in line, because most of them have no cojones. And King of the Piddle on my uh, per- Periscope just pointed that out too. <laughs> but if if Trump blinks within the first 100 days, then I don't think he'll be supported the rest of his term. And by the way, before, you, uh, before I hand over the mic to someone else, uh, there was a police officer in Arizona walking out of an Arby's and got shot down and killed uh, just a few minutes ago. And so our hearts and prayers for all of us go out to that family. They're looking for the suspect, and there's no other details right now. But if any more come in, I'll let you know. What is that? Thank you. Was, uh, uh, Sholo. Sholo, rather, uh, in Arizona. Sholo, okay. Yeah. And, uh, thank,
2: oh, thank you for that, Prof. And um, I, I, I do have a, a question for the international panel as well, myself included. Yeah, you should. Mm, get but I <laughs> you know before I move on
0: to that, I was going to ask Scotty what he thought in the United States. Nice and, say. As to my Sorry,
2: <laughs> the mic is yours, baby.
4: Thank you. Well, first, uh, I, I want to really just ditto on the officer and his family. My father is a Maricopa County uh, deputy sheriff. Yeah. That's why I asked where it was. Um, and every time I see that, it just it, it sends a chill down my spine. Yeah. But um, I, I think by the time January 20th rolls around, Kel, and I say rolls around, there's going to be a lot of transition that happens between tomorrow morning and January 20th when whoever wins takes office. And and I think, we're, like, like someone else pointed out, we're already starting to see a lot of those that were against Trump starting to jump on that Trump train, as they call it, or the Trump bandwagon. And I think that a politician is a politician, and these guys are going to see, especially if they're Republican, hey, my guy won. And they know they're not going to get anywhere without supporting him. And I think you'll see the Republican Party start to rally around him. And by the time January 20th rolls around, and a lot of it's going to depend on that transition team, who he puts in place where. And if he chooses the right people, you know, he's only one guy, and people don't realize once they start to choose who they surround themselves with as far as advisors and assistants and chiefs of staff, that's where you're going to start to see these guys choosing whether or not they're going to side with him. So I really think a lot's going to depend between tomorrow morning
2: and January 20th, but I think you'll see him come around. Well, amen for that, you know. I hope so, because it's uh, much more than um, a one-man band. Hmm. Not, there, not to mention uh, some of us that
4: will be moving to D.C. because we've already been offered that position. So we have a lot riding on
2: this. <laughs> absolutely, and indeed, it's, it's everything. It's everything right down. Uh, from the uh, Supreme Court, court uh, um, appointments to um, policy being passed in Congress and the House, I have a over the uh, uh, the people who are residing outside of the United States. Uh, first of all, I want to go to Australia and ask you, Mike what is the mood of the Australian people right now, especially in terms of this American election? And what is the mood of the American, uh, I'm sorry, the Australian people in general in terms of
6: their politics? Mike? Uh, It's very interesting because all the people that I know on Facebook um, are are rather like mine as me. Uh, We all want Trump to win. Uh, And when I go outside and talk to people outside, in general, the People here want Trump to win as well. We can see what's going on around the world and in America and here.
8: Um,
6: If Hillary gets in, she's going to divide the nation, she's going to open the borders, and that really scares the hell out of us uh, because our government, no matter what their um, weaknesses and problems may be, they've actually closed our borders and they're keeping them closed and they've actually passed a law now that anybody coming here illegally will never get inside our borders. No matter how hard they try, even if they try to um, come here legally, yeah. once they have been documented as illegals, they'll never get in, into Australia. Uh, and Trump, of course, is going to close the borders and bet uh, especially Middle Eastern people coming you know, Australia.
0: Honesty is a handicap very, very nowadays. <laughs> That's right. why I couldn't <laughs> run. <laughs>
6: and why on earth would we let somebody into our house that we don't know and, and offer them a, a bed and food and clothing and everything else? Uh, It's the same thing for our country. Why would we let these people come in? Uh, I'm just looking at the Fox News um, website, and it looks like Trump is just romping ahead. According to this, he's got 147 uh, uh, votes and Hillary's trailing at 109. That's um, not too bad. Trump's got 119 in the House and 43 in the Senate. Hillary's got 41 in the Senate and 87 in the House. So we've got our fingers crossed down here. But I was talking to one of my veteran friends this morning, and he was saying that um, those candidates don't really inspire a lot of confidence. Well, I disagree. I've been listening very carefully to what Trump says. I don't look at the MSN. And what Trump is saying is exactly what we the people want to hear and need to hear. It's time for us make our countries great again. Our biggest problem down here in Australia is we don't have anybody of Trump's calibre uh, willing to step up and lead the country. I'm willing to, but I don't have his money, and I certainly don't have his following. But I think you all know that uh, if I were to become the leader of Australia, I would make a lot of changes to our political system to put the power into the hands of the people. That's where it belongs. That's my five cents anyway. Would you give yeah. them back their guns?
2: Really oh, oh, did Mac I, I hear you? <laughs> no, that was Gotti, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I've got I, that two audio devices going here. So, so Gotti, repeat uh, that for Mike, will you? I was asking Mike if he would give them
4: back their guns if he became the, the Prime Minister of Australia.
2: <laughs> Mike?
6: <laughs> well, let me put it this way in two weeks' time, ongoing pig hunting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So,
0: yes, I would. Hey, hey, well, I would. we don't appreciate those you kind know, of jokes you know, we'll about
6: Hillary. For every able-bodied Australian, back service to the nation. Now, this could be service either in the armed forces or in the civil forces, but every single Australian would have to serve, give back some service to the nation. And coupled with that law would be a law making it mandatory that all equipment and services supplied to the military would have to be uh, eventually have to be manufactured in Australia. Now you can imagine when we, if we bring that in, what that would do to our economy. It would boost our manufacturing straight away. Everybody would be employed. Anybody going into the military or even into the civil service would be trained up in a job. So we would have end up with very highly skilled Australian citizens able to protect this nation. And the other part of that would be that we only build a defensive military. In other words, our military would not be um, forced to go overseas and fight on behalf of America uh, unless there's a very good reason for it, and the Australian people are able to vote in a referendum to approve or disapprove the proposal.
2: Now that is brilliant, and that is something that I understand that Donald Trump wants to do as well, is that he wants to build a strong military for defensive purposes. And he doesn't want our men and women dying unnecessarily in um, winless wars, as we have been seeing, mm. in well, uh, in particular since 9-11. But um, I, I do have a question for Vlad and, and um, uh, Leslie in Canada. But I do hear somebody who would like to respond. So, hey, whoever you are, somebody, I think that's Scotty. Go ahead.
0: No, that was no, no, a problem. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was me. Um. Yeah, I, I, uh well, there was two things. One, as an American, we really don't appreciate when Australians call Hillary a pig, and you're going to go hunter. Uh, I, I get it,
5: but yeah, <laughs> but,
0: yeah, <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, that's the, that's well, we the fear. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, uh <clears throat> but that's the fear it, right now with us in America is that if Trump does not win then will there be an america left to protect the world uh, you know to go out and defend other countries uh, and you might very well be on your own if this doesn't go right uh, and so will other countries see you'll you'll have to be defensive and uh, and more protective of your borders because if we can't defend the world and keep the borders the way they are today then uh, then tyranny will reign the rule of law's gone in this country already but if, if Hillary gets elected, then tyrants across this planet will see this as an opportunity, and uh, and make their That's move.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And uh, let me get this in for uh, Leslie and for uh, Vlad as well. Is uh, um, Avindi Maritanov, now Vlad, Leslie, and myself. We hail from Canada, and I'm going to ask Vlad of this, and then I want Leslie to respond after Vlad is that I had been listening to a uh, terrestrial radio, and that uh, the uh, pundit <laughs> declared that perc- 80% of Canadians are against Donald Trump, and uh, therefore uh, Canada is anti-Trump, and that uh, we do not want anything to do with the United States of America if Donald Trump is elected. I'm sorry, but I'm calling bull on that, because everybody I speak to in <laughs> Canada, they seem to have a very different opinion. i flat so. Are, are you hearing uh, these uh, stats coming out of Canada? And by the way, did the Ipsos read poll call you and ask your opinion? <laughs> okay, so you're asking a
3: big question. You know, this is the kind of question that it was one of the shows that I was guesting on a probably take half an hour. So I'm just going to point form this, and so constantly won't make much sense. Uh, first of all, the left <laughs> is a noisier uh, section of, the, of our society. The, the, the left is witchingly or unwittingly. A Franklin school uh, folk call lo- uh, logic to people logics awkward awkward. That's the kind of rationale they use. And so, and, and the CBC is clearly in that camp. The universities are churning out people in large numbers that, that rather than think, actually just operate under that modus. So, you, you know, you're going to hear from those people way louder than you hear from the rest of the people. However, having said that. Yes, I think it's true that Canadians overwhelmingly uh, probably like Clinton and don't like Trump. And the reason is because Canada's number one export, right after oil, is sanctimony. And the, the left has convinced Canadians, even more so than Americans, on a uh, per capita basis, they look for that Guardian map. They've convinced Canadians that the sanctimonious choice is to, like it was with Obama is like it is now the irony of course is that what if you were to sit there and really honestly get Canadians to talk about their actual values what matters to them as individuals you would most definitely find that the two people that trump that obama ran against and that trump re- reflect those values more than the people that they claim to support and that's what's happened there's been a global hood you thanks to identity politics and the, the logic of, uh, of of cultural marxism and so you know, if I sit down and talk to a, a Clinton supporter in Canada, and that's just about everybody I run into, let me tell you, if you want to find out what it's like to be treated badly by your neighbors, go for a jog wearing a trauma pack anywhere in Canada. I do it. I do it all the time. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, go, I'll go for a run. And, and people will just, like, they'll be kind of sneering at me, rolling their eyes, and not responding to my smiles or my waves as I'm uh, jogging, you know. People. When I see people I kind of know, or, you know, the dog meets dog. And, and... Uh, and I think, well, that's funny because, like, yesterday everybody was so friendly. Oh, yeah, it's right, I'm wearing a Trump hat. So, of course, the real reason, I mean, I recognize I'm in Canada. Why would I even do that, right? Well, the reason is because for eight years I put up with, like, $90,000 cars in front of two million dollar homes to say, Obama. Bitcoin. <laughs> no, mean, you I know, feel like this is a little bit of But at the end of the day, to answer your question directly, yeah, I think Canadians really have been hoodwinked. And I don't think that in a weird way that shouldn't necessarily reflect badly. on I mean, because I really do think that if you question on a value-by-value point-by-point basis, you say, would you like to see this policy or that policy? Would you like to see, you know, a, a world in which people really were hired on merit as opposed to ethnicity or race? Would you like to see genuine or mm-hmm. basis? I mean, the trick is not to fall into the trap of a nomenclature that, that again, the cultural Marxism trick everybody is using, where they think that, be not racist means to be anti-white and to, and things like affirmative action which are just systemic racism so if you were to actually ask people what their real values you'd find that they really really thought Trump they, they would actually match Trump just like they matched Bush and like they would match um, the two people that ran against Obama's names I don't remember right now so yeah I think okay. it's both fair and unfair so is that a decent answer can I leave it at that it
2: is a suspect and it's perfect, and I got the point right across. Now I uh, heard Dave there. Uh, before I uh, move it over to Leslie, Dave, did you want to respond to any of that? No, yes, no, no.
8: Uh, no, no. I think I think it's fine. I, I was I was just uh, waiting you know, waiting to hear what uh, what Leslie has to say because Leslie is a he, uh, is is a somewhat younger member of our crew here, and and hmm. uh, you know it is, uh, it is kind of fascinating. Here's some here's some things from a, a younger viewpoint. So please continue. Kelly,
2: you're you're on a good line here. Oh, I think thanks, Dave. And yeah, yeah, Leslie. Like I like I was mentioning that it was surprising to me that uh, that uh, figure would be so high. But glad uh, uh, he uh, just answered it so quickly In that, uh, yeah, Canadians are being hoodwinked, but we've also been sucked into the institutional vortex, haven't we? Yeah.
7: Well. well lab really uh, articulated that very well that's sort of similar that's how i i was thinking of it too and it's it, as he was saying it's you know the intelligentsia is rampant from the media to to the education system to everywhere like like he says and so it what they did i noticed they just like they did in the u.s they 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 took things about Trump and they blew them out of abortion to make him look like a sexist, racist buffoon and all this, and then they just kept on going and going with that, and then people picked up on it, and then, and what they did was, Virginia just broke
0: Leslie, her, uh, you for
2: Clinton. Well. Yeah. Did you well. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, absolutely. And the thing is, too, though, is that uh, this is the broad brush that uh, um, outsiders, and I will use that phrase because that's how uh, Trump is being seen, whether for good or for bad. Personally, I think it's for good because, uh, Leslie, you brought up a really good point. And that uh, Trump, uh, Donald Trump, is a businessman. He is not a politician. And I've always espoused this: that uh, he is a uh, a man who loves the United States of America, who cherishes his country.
0: Wyoming and just went Trump, so right one fifty to one twenty-two.
2: He is not a He may have been thrown into a political role, but he is not, by any stretch of the imagination, a career politician. I don't think he'll ever. I think that he's going to um, uh, represent the people of the United States, and I think that he'll be rather effective at it, and the American people will be well served for his uh, service. We have somebody here, though, before I pass it today, because we're uh, past the watermark, but we have a very, very, very dear person with whom we have not heard from for a very long time who would like to uh, put in his two cents worth and that is Gunslinger. Guns, my goodness, it's been so long. It's great to hear your voice. What do you think? And what do you think about what you're hearing so far, Guns?
3: Well, hi, Cal, what's going on? Uh, this is Gunslinger from the great thing of Texas, which Trump won. By the way, go Trump. This is our only hope, last hope to save the country. Okay? If this witch and using that word, very, very likely, just in there, uh, you might as well hang this country up because this baby's baby sort of It's already creepy as it is, okay, because of the Obama administration, the Bush boy, you see, you know, the Bush crime family, job Clinton, and crime family there, and all that good stuff. Uh, for anybody to be able to vote for this, this wicked witch of the East, because she so called lives in New York, there, Joshua. Help those people who You don't have to live around that bitch, But for all the scandals and all the stuff that had come up with her, with uh, the Gazi gate, okay, she was then directly responsible for the death of Ambassador Stevenson and his staff, okay, because she was Secretary of State. Uh, what, $6 billion came up missing when she was Secretary of State? Uh, the, the email scandals, the weird gate, I mean, there's so many, her health problems. Okay, you've seen, you've seen her health problems, versus emphasize she's evil, when you know, she's got a good place in hell and the devil's going to be a gay griever, there's no about that, okay, versus good, which is Trump, and nobody's perfect, don't get me wrong, okay, nobody's perfect, the only thing that would be perfect on the ground would be God, and obviously I don't see it at, at this time, okay, but... Trump is a Christian, he's a conservative, he's a successful businessman. Yeah, he's not a politician. That's what's up up the country. for bad. In the past, the politicians doing been yep. in D.C. for, what, 30 years? And what has she done? Screw everything up. We need fresh blood. We need a get on the Trump train. We need the train coming in with somebody that has some knowledge of business. So the United States is being run as a business. Okay, today. So, what's best to run a business is a businessman. I mean, it's so logical. All uh, right. Well, you know, so, go Trump. Uh, you might want to play that clip. It's a prayer for America uh, to get Trump in there. We need all that. We, can get. we need him to totally win in a landslide. So, they're not mm-hmm. able to win the election. Yeah, somebody's going to
9: try You're here. here. will Okay? Amen to that.
2: Oh no, Gunn, you're not on any high horse. You're just speaking the voice of the real American people
0: out there, and yeah, great speaking to hear, the
8: voice hear, of people. Yeah, that voice, Texas? There. Yeah. Well, thank you, well, y'all. Well, this is the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the, the props in Texas too. I'm from Texas, but uh, you know, I I I made a move to uh, to Vermont. <laughs> And I ain't going to get into wine. Yeah, which went um, to Hillary. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I might have been the only Trump voter up here. I don't know. Um, but anyway. I might be the only Texan up there. I've actually met a few. I've met a few. I, 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 met, I met one guy, and, and, and the crowd will definitely get this. You know, one guy, he, uh, he moved up here from Austin. And, you know, he said, Oh, Austin is the only good part of Texas.
0: 270, that's right. Wyoming and Virginia just broke for each of them. That's what changed the numbers. Wyoming went to Trump and Virginia sadly went to Hillary. I thought that was on-hold music. (laughs) Scotty?
4: I'll I'll tell you, he scares me almost more than she does. You know, I don't know his background as far as corruption is concerned, but what does scare me is I know his background as far as jihadiism is concerned. And when it comes to him being a jihadi and a jihadi supporter, um, that's a really scary thought. Now, we all know about Hillary Clinton and her ties to the Muslim Brotherhood and her ties to Saudi Arabia but this man, oh my gosh, he he puts her to shame when it comes to to just his his views when it comes to Islam, and that scares the hell out of me. Um, if she can't serve and, and he were to take over, that that's that's wow, that's scary. <laughs> All right, well
8: that that pretty much nails it. Uh, uh, I want to go to uh, No Way 90, Dave. Uh, just just a couple of states across from me. What do you think,
9: man? Oh geez <laughs> I'll tell you it, it's, it's been wild with, with what's happening here One thing I just wanted to back up A little bit on One thing that I was thinking of About Donald Trump Why he would Why would some billionaire Want to run for president If he wasn't corrupt But then I had a look at This is a man That borrowed He created a multi-billion dollar...
0: Everything y'all said is absolutely correct. The only thing I think that we have would be maybe a a small advantage uh, versus having Hillary is Hillary will get what she wants done done, whether there's Republicans or Democrats running in Congress. Tim Kaine, I don't think, has that that gravitas that she does. And the Republicans may actually stand up to him, may, you know, can never underestimate the ability of the Republican Party to fold like a cheap suit but uh yeah but <clears throat> that's about the only thing i can see maybe maybe an advantage there is that he he's unknown by the country he won't have the support of the country to push any agenda and we may be very lucky if that happens that whether hillary's goes out by health or by uh, by impeachment that tim kane may actually cause stagnation and gridlock and we have you know the remaining four years uh with very little being done against the American people, so there's that hope.
8: <laughs> yeah, that might be a good thing. Well, now, yeah. I want to go. I want to go down to Australia here because, uh, you know, Mike. Uh, you know, I mean, I think just about all of us here are uh, anti-jihadis. Um, you know, and and you've done great work down there in Australia with uh, with what you've done. Um, so, uh how, You know. I'm gonna go refresh
0: my drink, guys. Australia. I'll be right back.
6: Down here is that uh, unless this islamic push into our nation is stopped there will be trouble and when i say trouble i mean real trouble people are arming up uh, people are very angry in fact i'm organizing a, um, a rally down here called the Advance australia rallies and we're trying to unite all the various groups under one banner which is Advance australia Now, we've had the Reclaim Australia rallies down here, which were openly anti-Islam, which has been counterproductive, as far as I can see, because a lot of people look at it and go, oh, you know, you shouldn't be so racist or you shouldn't be against just Islam. Uh, So Advance Australia is designed to overcome that and unite the groups to bring Australians together. And I think this is the big problem that we've all faced. Islam is just a symptom of the problems that we face with the type of governments that we have in Western democracies. Until recently, um, our, our governments worked fairly well. You know, the two-party system, basically, worked very well. But in the last, um, well, let's say in the last 10 years, that has, has started to fail. And since Obama got in and since... Um, uh, Tony Abbott down here, who has been replaced by Turnbull, got in. Uh, we've seen a huge political divide. The left is now far to the left, and the right is far to the right. And there are, you know, the, those of us who are in the middle are basically being marginalised. And this has got to stop. And I think no matter what happens with Trump, if he gets to, gets in, he will unite America, and I think that's going to have a knock-on effect down here. And I know that the Muslims down here are getting very, very worried because they know, they can smell the uh, the change in the atmosphere. And from what I've been hearing from my patriot friends and other people that I talk to, um, there is revolution in the air. It's time that uh, we stop stopped all of this nonsense and get some decent government in. And I think...
7: Well, no, Mike, well,
6: Mike that's so that,
7: that really, <laughs>
6: About that,
8: advance
6: <laughs> Canada. We need I to
8: agree,
6: Leslie. Okay. And Vlad. I have invited, um, next. <laughs> in America and in Canada and the UK to set up their own advanced, um, groups group, yeah. protesting out on the streets, forming rallies. You could have an advanced America, an advanced uh, Canada, advanced UK. Uh, That's it's a, a good great idea. <laughs> Has that right. really connotation? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah.
8: I, I mean, and it, it, it's a bit of hope, uh, Mike, and, and I like that because, you know, I mean, if, if let's let's say Trump loses tonight, there's going to be a lot of people who try to hang on to uh, hang on to some hope, and uh, some things like that could work. But I want to get <laughs> up, you know, want to get up to Canada here and talk to the ladies <laughs> um, <laughs> about this question. Okay. Maybe um, hey, help. I'm going to start with you. Now, uh, a uh, you do tremendous work as well as an anti-jihadi. Uh,
3: what do you? Uh, how do you
8: see things working uh, with um, with a potential
2: president? Kane? Okay, where do I begin with Tim? First of all, the man uh, frightens the living pants off of me. Uh, just looking at his uh, track record, uh, going right back to uh, his uh, being on the Richmond City Council and uh, running for mayor back then. Uh, uh, his, uh, I shall say, uh, local policy, meaning his policy uh, proposals within the United States and his uh, global policies uh, scare me quite a bit, and that, um, he has a very poor track record of energy, the environment, and uh, conservation. Uh, He actually is a little too heavy on the conservation. It's a poor track record in my eyes because um, he wants to disengage in development and uh, commerce and business and job creation because he's just way too busy uh, flying around with the likes of Leonardo DiCaprio. So um, his climate change commission... um, uh, uh, put a lot of damage into the economy of the United States, I think. His proposal, for example, health care and the public health system is uh, also very dangerous because he wants to take many, many, many monies out of the coffers and um, introduce uh, executive orders um, all over the place, including uh, banning smoking in people's old homes, which, okay, um, if you smoke, fine, whatever, but the home is still your council people. He wants to um, engage in big government to the point where he will dictate whether or not you can even smoke in your own backyard. So uh, his uh, proposal about gun control, very scary. He was uh, the person that uh, headed the Virginia Tech Shooting Commission, and he is a person, I'm afraid, that would interfere with the Constitution and mess about with the Second Amendment. I think he's far more dangerous uh, than Hillary Clinton, if that's possible, in that he would curtail the uh, First Amendment, the freedom of the speech in the United States. And he is a globalist. He will play along quite nicely with the United Nations, and intrusive body interfering with the business of the people, not only so in the sure United States, in. but globally. He is more than happy to play along with organizations like the OIC, the Organization of Islamic Cooperation. If you even have the slightest criticism of Islam, and which we all well should, because Islam is the most dangerous ideology we're facing. Again, we've been facing it for 1400 years, but he will play nice with the OIC, the offshoot of the United Nations. And as far as his issues about education, I've read up a lot on this guy. And he is, like I say, he is more than happy to take your hard-earned tax dollars and uh, turn the uh, education system into a socialist state. He is a supporter of uh, Common Core education, and we have seen what's happened within the uh, public and high school system since Common Core has been introduced. He's an endorser of Common Core. He's an endorser of the government raising your children. Uh, he feels that we should have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We should have uh, levels in place and that we'll take your children, the younger, the better. And I just feel that he would be much more dangerous than uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, uh, it's not it, worrying <laughs> at
1: all. I'll, I'll it's tell not you. It, at all. It's not
2: It's up for grabs right there. But yeah, Cain would yeah. be a disaster as well. So,
8: there you go. In a nutshell, yeah. that's what I think. Oh, well, there you go, yeah. And, um, yeah,
7: what do you think about this? What do you think about a potential President Kane? Well, I'm of the same mind as Kel. She articulated a, a, a lot of good points there. The main thing that I see about this then is, first of all, the, the issue about Israel and uh, yeah. standing against Prime Minister Netanyahu when he was going to talk to the the uh, representative Congress. of Congress about the Iran deal. The most dangerous. This Netanyahu was trying to. Oh, I don't know. It just makes my head explode. First of all, <laughs> that not just enough. And then he's very pro. Now I'm I'm this this open border thing is is a huge issue for me. This is the top of the list for problems for North America. I'm going to hang till open,
0: about ten. I got about thirty five more minutes, do and do then I'm going to bed because I have to get up at six and go to work. And
7: not
0: them, <laughs> I may hang a little I longer if I can't go to sleep, but probably thirty five minutes.
7: Don't do you want to implement Sharia law? But you know. And, and and Trudeau and his wife together, and also George Soros and Trudeau together. So there's a whole plan here to open up North America and to flood us and destroy our country of Canada. And and I believe that Tim Kaine would be a willing, um, you know, puppet for that plan. That's basically my willing, my uh, willing on the participant. Whole thing.
8: Yeah.
7: yeah.
4: Well, okay, glad. Uh, your your thoughts exactly. on on. Can I break in real quick? They're calling Ohio for Trump. Yeah. It has been called. Oh, that is just, big. That just
0: called it.
7: Yeah, I just saw Bill Mitchell for, said on on Twitter here. New York Times. Trump's now at 80% to win the presidency. Yeah. And Bill yes, Mitchell for. has a radio show and he does polling.
8: Mm-hmm. Now, for for those who uh, you know who, who don't know, Ohio is always a very big state, very important. Uh, lots of electoral votes, and you know there have been election cycles in the past where mm-hmm. Ohio has been. 18. uh 18
0: Agador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me interrupt real quick. Uh, Ohio has picked the president 13 elections in a row, uh, and uh, uh, yeah. the, the electoral count now is 168 to 131. Uh, what you were talking about the chicanery. Uh, someone in periscope had mentioned the Vegas odds, so I went and looked at something, and uh, and this is interesting. Um, there is. Uh, Uh, Wayne Allen Root, who is a political commentator and Vegas oddmaker, has said that he thinks that Donald will win by a 10-point landslide, but Democrats will cheat by eight points, so the final election will be by 2 percent. And if you you look at the results right now, um, Trump has got uh, about a million and a half more votes in the popular vote also, which is always something – that the Democrats raise their ugly head over because of the way the electoral uh, map is, yeah. is laid out. So right now, Trump is looking really good. He's only got 102, more, or what does he got? Uh, yeah, 102 more uh, votes to go. And uh, and I'm if if Pennsylvania and Florida go his way, then I predict that he wins. Well, Florida,
8: Florida could well go his way. Now, one of the things I heard, guys, uh, was that. There had been more people voting in counties in Florida um, than than ever before, and and that is a, a big reason for that is because of Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of old folks down there that that are feeling the pinch. Uh, so uh, you know, there that is in play. But I want to ask Vlad real quick because you know we we did this with everybody else on the panel. Blad, uh, your your thoughts on a potential uh, you know unhealthy Hillary Clinton? And uh, a possibility of a of a president. Kate, you were very knowledgeable
3: on this, so uh, yeah, yes. you know, we'd like to get your opinion here. Actually, after that after that well phrased question, ashamed a to answer. I got to tell you, I simply don't know enough about her VP pick to actually have any kind of intelligent answer. But I will. I just would like to embellish something that Kel said, which I think. she made a couple points that I think deserve uh, ornamentation, and that is that cult of health, the cult of super health, and what have you. And this is one of the methods that the communists are using to hoodwink people into giving up their freedoms of rights. I think in Canada, it goes right back to the metric system. But I think that what <laughs> you senior and it, it would trick us all into, into becoming metric for no reason whatsoever. Literally exactly. no metric. I mean, the scientists were already using metric because metric's better than
0: science. All right. Did but the... People, uh... Exactly. At the church yeah, down Calibus. at the end of Baker's Calibus. Lane and uh, Thomas Road.
3: So, <laughs> so and I think it was a trick to get us used to constantly having everything that fundamentally mattered to us as a people and a culture changed arbitrarily by leaders. And I think this cult of health, the whole smoking thing is a brilliant example. I say this not only as oh, a non-smoker, but as, as somebody who was under doctor's orders not even to be near smokers for very, very good. And I still would fight, absolutely fight, for anybody's right to smoke in a place where people choose to smoke. I think bars and restaurants ought to be allowed to smoke. It's just to this is a smoking mode, you know, problem that don't come in. That's what freedom means, the freedom to choose to go in or not, yeah. based on the conditions. And I think yep. that, that what Kelsen was absolutely true, he's the kind of guy that would implement uh, more and more communist measures of, of social control based on the deceitful tactics of... Uh, 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 Super, the, the cults of super health and so on and so on. Having said that, though, I have no clue if that's true about him, but I, I think that what Kel said about the, the method being used is absolutely true across the board for the left.
8: Oh yeah, yeah, and, and you know what, uh, Vlad? You know you uh, you 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 hit on a great subject, and uh, we're we're going to have to in about twenty minutes uh, head over to the EDL Radio Studio break. But what I want to do firsthand uh, beforehand is. I want to address this this issue of, of health and health care, uh, you, you know, and um, I, by the way, they're projecting that Clinton has won Colorado. Um, now, uh, health yeah. health care in the United States, um, and and I know that our international panel is is, is, is going to want a uh, is going to want a crack at this too, because uh, you guys have others, other other health care systems. So. Um, very very quickly I want to I give this to the international panel first since you guys have have more managed health care systems than we do here in the States so far uh, I, w- I want to hear first uh, from uh, from Mike Holt uh, how much uh, is, uh, let's say that President Clinton wins and we go to a uh, completely government uh, controlled health care system um, what kind of a system is there in Australia uh, for you guys? And, and do you think it's, it's really a good idea to go to a complete uh, government-managed health care system? Well, let me give
6: you a little bit of historical perspective. First of all, here in Queensland, where I live, up until the 70s, we used to have free health care, and it was funded by the um, the lottery. And then when the socialists got into power, they changed it and they brought in Medi- Medibank. Now, Medibank is a government-administered health system. And basically what happens is you go and see the doctor and you pay the doctor the full amount of the, um, the treatment and then they re- re, uh, refund a certain portion of it, usually about 75-80% of the treatment. Um, and that's working pretty well, so it's partially funded by the people, but it's underwritten by the government. But I I honestly don't understand why Queensland ever succumbed to this, because we were doing very well funding our medical health
8: care through the, the, the lottery. So that might be something for you Americans to consider. I mean, you have huge lotteries over there, why not make them work for the people?
2: If I were an American and I had to undergo some of the surgeries that I had to endure uh, two years ago, I would be living in a box in the street because I would be staying through my nose. But because of the Canadian healthcare care system is much more manageable, uh, we're uh, so far, so good, so lucky, so far. But uh, Leslie and Vlad are probably uh, better equipped to answer that or expand on what I said so okay okay let's let's have the young lady
8: first uh, Leslie uh, how do you think how do you think we, we would fare with a single-payer system or, or even or even a, a Canadian type system
7: well oh gosh you know I'm I'm the type of person I, I my belief is that everybody should have healthcare care system have have health care but I'm not sure how that should be work for everyone. Now, with our system, it's very good. I, I've, I've had a couple of serious emergency issues where it's been very helpful for me, but when it comes to things like, for instance, my mom has needed a knee replacement, and I think she's been waiting over six months now. So there's certain things that, and she's in pain and whatever, so I think there could be there could be um, adjustments made to the system, and I am I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's way way over priced for what we're getting, you know. So, but I'm not a right. I'm not a, a an expert on these things. I all I can say is it's, at this point it, it has worked for me, but there are problems with it when people have to wait for for uh, getting treatment and things like that. So.
8: That's a that's, a that's a big that's a big concern and uh, Vlad, yeah. you know, I, w- I want to pass it to you for your brief point because next I want to get to Dave Barker, uh, you know, No Way Ninety, uh, who has some, who has definite health issues and, and definitely has something to say on this point. So, uh, Vlad, uh, you know, you, your your view of how do you think uh, if, do you think that uh, that a Clintonesque healthcare system would be
3: a good or a bad thing for Americans? Okay, so here's what I get to really piss everybody off. Um, I think that Canadians generally are in love with their healthcare system. What I heard from Cal is where I from a lot of, most people who live here, but I think that that's because they're the survivors of it. The, the fact is that our healthcare system triages very much based on certain demographics. And because it's so, if it's a government system, it is rapidly becoming politicized. So who you are, in terms of your, dem- your demographic, doesn't just have to be ethnic, it could be age. Determines what you get. And I'm fundamentally opposed to that. I kind of think that if you're an eighty five year old person, you've worked all your hard all your life and you've honestly made large amounts of money, you should and you can afford to get a procedure that Canada wouldn't give you, you should be able to get that procedure. And as it is, huge numbers of Canadians have to go south to the states where they can buy the medical care that you, which will not be provided to them here. Um, you know, we can right. we want to talk about personal stories, I can. I have certainly lost close relatives because the medical system didn't start treating for a cancer that was discovered until months later, by then it was too late. And it's just because they couldn't be bothered, where in the States they would say, oh my God, you have this cancer, come in tomorrow, radiation begins right away. And it doesn't work that right. way, because our triage is freaking socialist. Now having said that, I would like to say that the problem is that we've never had, either in Canada or the States, a free market medical system. So I would like to describe briefly what I think that would look like. And I'm going to say this even though it's the expression has a urinating up I think that the trick is to, to, to solve the medical problems. So the first thing is you treat medical schools the way we treat law schools. So the way law schools work is anybody who wants to get in basically that qualifies to get in, or anybody who wants to get in that basically qualifies can get in, and then they kind of weed you out based on whether or not you can do it. But they don't, it's not necessarily a quota on the number of people that are going to graduate. They just say, look, can you cut it? Can you cut it? Can you cut it? And everybody who can get in, everybody uh, who can like anybody can keep up, get the marks, and prove they're capable, graduates and they're aware, right? The medical school is a guild, it's essentially a kind of a secret order union thing. They weed you out before you get in, but once you get in, they work really hard to keep you in because they, they, they for instance, in Canada, they say we want so many Muslim doctors and so many women doctors. So any given right. year when you apply, if you're not the right ethnicity or the right demographic, then they'll keep. You'll never get to be a doctor. And I think that's deplorable, disgusting, and racist. you real racist. Not well, yeah. The BS they use now it's racist racist. Sure. You're a white person. So what yeah. I'm saying is that to solve exactly. these health issues, you have a genuinely free market thing. And stage one of that would be anybody that can get into medical yeah. school yeah. gets in. And anybody who qualifies to graduate will graduate. What does that mean? That supply and demand will bring the cost of medicine down. Right. Now, and oh, you yeah. have to be good at you, or else if you're not good at it, no one will go see you because you have to pay <laughs> yourself, you're going to choose your own doctor and you're going to choose somebody who's good, so, which is exactly the opposite of Obamacare, right? So that's oh, yeah. phase yeah. one. Phase well, two of my solution for the whole medical thing <laughs> is is, okay. uh, is that 90% of what's being done by doctors should be being done by technicians with contemporary technology. So you almost never need to go okay. to You go to a technician, you get the diagnosis, you blood tests, and so on, and then you go see a doctor, a specialist, and you get treatment or a cure, whatever's available. And I, okay, but you know what? And I think that that free market solution would mean that, that both Kel and for that matter myself, and other people that have had serious medical emergencies, could have actually had the vet, mm-hmm. paid for it ourselves, and not lost our homes. Because I think the well, cost you, of medicine is artificially high. And your well,
0: taxes. And, and, and there
3: you go. That that may be
8: what we have to look forward to. Now, now you guys, uh, time is rolling down a bit, but I really want uh, No Way 90 to address this because Dave, you have you have serious ongoing health issues, and uh, you know I know that you've been watching uh, the uh, the train wreck that Obamacare has been, and um, I know that that uh, you know the uh, the concerns for what Hillary
1: Clinton yeah. might
8: do. With a healthcare system, are are, mm-hmm. are you know fairly high on your list for obvious reasons. So can you uh, you, can you
3: speak for a moment or two about this? Oh
9: yes, yeah. I uh, I've mentioned, and I I quick disclaimer, everybody, don't take this as a pity party. Take this as I'm living it. You need to know the truth. I got taken out instantly by being pig-headed with emphysema. At that point, we lost our insurance because I lost all means of income. I, I don't do good at doing anything. I lose my breath. I'm done. It took right. me 18 months fighting the state of Maine because of Obamacare just to get help with a thousand dollars worth of meds a month, it's all these new, it's different stipulations, different income, different. If I wasn't illegal or anything, I would have been handed it without question. Oh, amen, to yeah, that's amen to that. Yeah, that's wrong. Amen to that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Me. No, One month later, I had to fill out the paperwork again, to see if they would give it to me again for the next year. Luckily, I got it. But everything is changing, everybody's premiums are going up, and right now, in another month, I'm going to get the pamphlet again, and it looks like by the new ground rules that they have to follow in Maine now, because they did not pick up the exchange, I'm going to lose my health in January. If I don't have my $1,000 in meds a month, that's the ad bear, the Reva, and the abuterol, my lungs close up, lock up, and chances are I don't make it very long. Now, what they've done because of this, I had a good friend of mine just lose his sister with the same disease. They would not let her have oxygen at home. She had to go set in a hospital six hours a day so they could put her on oxygen. Once they finally gave her the oxygen at home, they changed all of her meds. She had problems with it, had bad reactions to it, uh, got put back in the hospital and never came out. We lost her three weeks ago. They've already told me, well, we'll try this for now. And if, if things don't get a little better, we'll change your meds. Boy, doesn't that sound silly what's going to happen come January, i lose all my insurance. They can change my meds all they want. It's all in God's hands, ladies and gentlemen. And that's how I keep it. That's, that's why I say that's
6: But If Hillary Clinton pulls this off, she gets in there, it is German
9: Eugenics Program 101 fully. It, it's desk squads, the whole thing. I'm living it. My father is 78 years old. They've told him, oh, you're on your limit for men. They won't even give him his meds anymore until January.
1: Wow. That
8: that, that happens in some other states. Uh, um, No way I know that it does. I know it used to be in Texas. um, You could get help with with medications, but only for uh, something on the order of of, of two. So you might – if. Needed three meds, you'd have to pick the two that were um, <laughs> that were the, uh, the, the the most expensive, and just hope that you could afford the third, and uh, you know hope that you didn't have to have the fourth. So um, and that was uh, that. That is the reason, uh, guys, that I wanted no way to speak on this, um, and no way. You know, our our prayers are with you all the time, brother. Yeah. Um, and
4: with that, Kel, I think we're going to hand it back to you. Hey, Kel, real quick, can I give another update? Absolutely. It looks like Trump has won North Carolina with uh, over 94 percent of the precincts reporting. He is at 51 percent. Hillary is at 46. And now I see, yes, Fox News is projecting that he's going to win North Carolina as well. And here's a kicker for you: The New York Times is now saying that Trump has a 91 percent chance of winning the presidency.
0: Yeah, they bumped it up to so 93. Yeah, they just bumped it also, up to 93.
4: Some of the New York Times is about to get fired. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> so. yeah, yeah and uh, Gotti, did
7: you see yeah. this? Trump's got yeah, 183 electoral votes, and Hillary's got 131.
8: Exactly. Also, we'll yeah. add that it's projected that the Republicans will maintain control of the House. What that means, yeah. Well, yeah. this is done, nobody knows. Hey.
6: Yeah.
0: And I think the Senate, too. <laughs> There's a 95% chance they'll keep well, center. the
6: center. I'm the um, and the champagne. They're you know, actually turning into a party. Kelly.
4: i oh. so happy if you're in, oh, my gosh. This year. <laughs> Can I, I have one <laughs> quick question, though. I've got to ask Leslie. Why is it that you and I only get to be on the same radio show or talk once every four years? <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs>
7: Yeah, Leslie, why is that? I know, I know,
0: I've got to get together with Gotti, my favorite guy. Hey, Um, Kel, when you opened up the show, you were talking about uh, voter ID, if I remember right. And I I was going to jump in and say something, but I couldn't remember the name, and it finally clicked into my head. If you go to uh, foxnews.com or just Google Amy Horowitz ami Horowitz like David Horowitz she may actually be his daughter for all I know she did this fantastic woman on the street interview and she went around to uh, schools at UC Berkeley and it's about voter ID and and if it's yeah. racist or not and then she went to Harlem and did the same thing and you will not oh, believe yeah, what that, you watch that's, that's video yeah
8: you guys uh, you know, Facebook.
2: I think I've got that
0: up there. Uh, It's a great video. But guys,
2: we're going to have a break. So, uh, Kale, I'm going to turn it back to you. And uh, let's get ready to move this party. I'll have to say goodnight to you guys. Absolutely. And everybody, Uh, thank uh, you so much for joining the program. Um, uh, Dave Miller and I, we have been honored to be your MCs, And we will continue the party courtesy of Jeff Mitchell, of the English Defense League radio program, he is allowing us to borrow his studio, and we're going to be there in eleven moments. But man, oh man, thank you so much to the panel for joining us. Thank you so much to Scotty Edelman, uh, America Akbar, and the Dangerous Dogs. Thank you to that Teppies dot com. Thank you to Dave. You're the best, Dave. I love you. Thank you to Prof. Underground Professor. And Leslie Ann Stolzel of Real Clear Israel. And thank you, you guys. so much to everybody really. yeah, thank so you, so to here everybody. Thank you as well for being yeah, Uh for being here as well. And, uh, of course, uh, a huge thank you to Mike Holt of Restore Australia. Yeah, In- yeah, like <laughs> Islam like. for Infidels. I'll get Shut that sit out there. <laughs> and of course, to No Way 90 for joining this panel. But we had so many wonderful people in the chat room join us, too. Very quickly Angry Mom, Bigfoot, Bob Evers, Gary Comfort, Gotcha Radio, that's Mike Holt. Uh, some guests in here Golf Dogs, that's Rock and Ron, Gunslinger again, Heatsinker, Heaven Bound for Me, Hold Your Awaken, Hope in My Heart, Iggy Mom of Halls of Bahala, Larry, LDI. Moving Forward, and Noel again, Reactionary C, and Smokey, and of course, Vlad Tessie, thank you all so very much for joining our round table panel this evening. We are going to uh, sign out, and we are going to see you over at EDL Radio
1: in
2: nine moments. Dave, what do you say?
7: Baby,
1: yeah, I'll
2: see you guys over there in a bit. Oh, lovely,
7: Leslie. Yay! Okay, okay. Thank you so very much. Everyone. It
0: was great. Okay. The professor okay. has to go to bed. <laughs>
7: <laughs>
0: I got to get up at <laughs> five and, you know. and go to work.
7: I'm gonna call my dad and fill him in all this on all this stuff, 'cause he's waiting like we are with by the fingernail tips here. So I'm gonna call him real quick and give him an update
4: i got to gotta tell everybody, if you're not following the Twitter feed that's out there, Donald Trump just posted a picture of him and his family standing watching the returns come in, and they were just all smiles. And shortly thereafter, someone else posted a photograph that was taken at the Hillary headquarters in New York, where Hillary is, and everybody looks like their puppy just died. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> kind of hope they did. <laughs> well, let's pray
8: up, though. Okay, let's well, pray up. It. it
7: ain't over yet. Yeah, Ooh. I know, I know. We gotta keep keep praying, keep hoping. Okay, thanks everyone. So I'll see you on the other channel. Okay.
8: Bye bye. Love you. Love you guys. See you at EDL radio.
0: Everyone. Bye now. Love you guys. Mike. Take care. Take care everybody. See you at EDL radio. Toodles. Give
8: Jeff a howdy for me. Take night Thanks.
0: 3 million popular vote Still a lot of lead. people here yeah
2: thank you for using blog talk radio good guy
0: sign off and go to bed everybody uh, keep your fingers crossed that we win that america wins I'm going to say right now, with the Senate looking at the races that have been called, it's 47 to 42 in the Senate. I think we hold the Senate. Um, I think we're going to have 51 or or at least 51 there. So I think I think it's looking good for us. We're going to keep the House, and I believe that Donald wins uh, with Florida and Pennsylvania goes. That are leaning Trump versus leaning Hillary. Uh, Trump is Really close to winning. <clears throat> the problem is, is the left coast is uh, kind of dark right now with numbers, and it's still going to take a while to get those in. But they're only now their polls aren't even closing yet for another you know, for a little while. But, uh, in fact, uh, let me see what is it? Uh, Alaska, their returns won't come in until no- uh, midnight, and California's. And I'm giving it as Central Texas time. California's results won't come in until uh, well six minutes. Uh, that's when the polls close. and Then it takes you know time for all the numbers to start coming in. Hawaii also will be closing at ten here, and uh, Oregon at ten, Washington at ten. But we know that Washington will probably go Hillary. If I'm not surprised if that happens. Utah is probably going to go towards uh, Trump. Wisconsin will probably go. And let's see, Pennsylvania is leaning right now towards Hillary, sadly, and that's 20 electoral delegates. That's terrible. That stands. Uh, North Carolina is probably going to go Trump. Uh, that's 15 electoral delegates there going. Uh, New Hampshire four, Trump, and out of six is going to go to Trump. Uh, I'm not sure why they're not even calling it. It's like 68 to 27 percent. Nevada is coming in strong to Trump. Minnesota, no surprise, 10 electoral delegates going to go Hillary. Uh, Michigan, 16, is looking Trump. And that was one of those maybe the Democrats are going to get. So that's exciting. Maine, four electoral votes going to go Clinton. Iowa, two with six. Uh, Idaho looks. Like it's four votes are definitely going Trump. Georgia's 16 Trump, and Arizona's 11 Trump. And those are all the leaning ones. Iowa, I said, yeah, six going Hillary. So I think I've got all of them that are leaning. And if you do the numbers, then I think, I think uh, that is three to Hillary's one thirty-one. So Trump only needs what 87 and at 131. That means Hillary needs 139. Uh, even with the 55 from California, uh, that's that's Hillary's got a hard road to uh, to hoe to get to hoe. <laughs> to win. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking that that it's right, that Trump is going to decide. This isn't going to be a landslide. I predicted one or the other would have a landslide. I was wrong. I also predicted Johnson would come in with 4 to 5%, uh, and Jill maybe even 1%. Uh, they're not winning anywhere. No disaffected votes. Maybe Utah might be the only one that comes in with something, but I even doubt that. I think Utah is going to go Trump. So the Libertarians and Green Party aren't going to be a factor in this election. In fact, if you go and you look at all the, the close ones between and Hillary, I haven't found that. I might have missed one, but I haven't found any elections yet that in Green Party votes to Trump or to Hillary, depending on who lost, they wouldn't win anyway. So I they've become a non-factor in this, and I didn't see that. Who do I think she calls first, Obama for a partner or Trump to concede? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one there. Uh, yeah, if I was her, I'd probably call first <laughs> and and get my pardon before I, I I told Trump he won. There, this is this is funny because we're going to have a late night. I don't think Florida and, and California want to be called early. They, you know, that it's, this is going to be into the night. Tomorrow we may know if. There is a lot of election fraud, and Trump loses. I believe that we could see the Electoral College rebel. And we'll get in more to that on Thursday's show. I'll, I'll talk about that. If Hillary loses, then you know these Occupy Wall Street people and all the other garbage that's been out there, uh, Black Lives Matter, Black Panthers, I think they'll go out in the streets and they will riot and rebel and destroy property and require governors to uh, institute martial law. And very well, very, Florida is in now. Which way did it go? Because I'm not seeing it here. Uh, what are you watching for data? Uh, it, uh, Trump, it went Trump. Well, thank God. Because <laughs> uh, what is that? Twenty nine delegates, I believe. Um, I'm looking at Fox right now, and they're not saying anything on my Fox news. Uh, maybe you're watching TV, and I'm, I'm looking at the Internet one. Uh, they're projecting that Carolina goes Trump uh, also, but I think Florida has 29. Uh, what did I say? Florida? Yeah, I'm talking about Florida, right? Florida has 29 votes, I believe. And, um, and North Carolina, what was – that was the other one. Uh, live TV, Okay. North Carolina is 15, so hey, that's not bad, that's uh, that's what, uh, 29 and 15 is 44 more delegates, and he's looking at, right now, 183, so that is 213 delegates, Idaho also has gone to Trump, according to Fox News, and uh, so that'd be 214, and then Idaho has four, that'd be 218, so he's moving. <laughs> Fox News evidently is calling Florida for Trump, so that's 29 there, and that, that was it. In my book, if he didn't win Florida with the way the map was looking and spilling out, then and, and with Pennsylvania going probably to Hillary, uh, we had to win, thinking with that, then we're, we're good to go. I think, I think we are good to go. And let me see, what is New York Times saying? Anything? No. Nothing more on there. So, and, uh, so yay. The, you know, usually the websites are faster than, uh, so right now they're showing Trump Fox News on the website just went in uh, and updated. So it's 216 for Donald and and 202 for Hillary. And they're giving her California and Washington, uh, which we knew was going to go. I mean, there was just no no doubt in anyone's mind. Uh, The Republicans now have 48 seats in the Senate. So two or three more and we're done. So uh, the Democrats only have 46. So I'm. I'm going to go ahead and say I think with the way things are shaking out there and the Senate races that we're going to win um, that. Trump needs 54 and Hillary needs 68. I'm going to say goodnight, guys, and, and hit the bed. i was supposed to be off tomorrow so that I could stay up and do this with everybody until, until the cows came home, but uh, they told me they need me to work tomorrow, and so that means I'm up at 530 and... Ouch! <laughs> so, I'll wake up and find out with like the rest of you what happened, and uh, if we have a country or not. God bless you. Thanks everybody for coming. Tell your friends and enemies. Click on the like and, and follow buttons, etc. And uh, and thanks for sticking with us. Uh, and our international coverage that was kind of fun with all the people from around the world. Thanks to Kelpertsi and Agador to uh, coordinate all that, and for my small part in that, I had a lot of fun. And good night, everybody. And, uh, and if you want to follow what they're doing, you can go to the English Defense League on Blog Talk Radio and find them, uh, or Sackheads Radio, SHRMedia.com. And my other friends, Ken McClinton and the Sackhead Boys are doing their stuff over there. And say hey to them. You follow me on Twitter. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. If I find you up there, I'll follow you back. Good night, everybody. God bless you and. This has been copyrighted in the year of your Lord, 2016, via Comtoodles, y'all.